Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Prayer vows, like laments, are pretty uncommon today, at least in the modern Western world. Yet they are prevalent in Scripture. Perhaps this is a form of prayer that we should revive to add richness to our prayers. Vows offered to a deity were common in the ancient world among all peoples and all religions. A prayer vow is a conditional agreement with a god or a goddess. The offerer promised to give a gift or a sacrifice in return for the god or goddess doing something for them. For example, in 296 BC, the Roman consul Appius Claudius Cacus prayed that if his patron goddess Bellona would grant him victory in battle, he would build a temple in her name. The Old and New Testament both contain similar prayer vows. Sometimes the offerer promises something to God and asks nothing in return. For example, a Nazarite vow is one in which the person promises not to cut hair, drink wine, or be around unclean things for 30 days. John the Baptizer took this vow, as did Paul. Samson is one of the most well-known examples of a man taking a Nazarite vow, though this vow was for his entire life rather than just 30 days. These one-sided vows, which do not ask for anything, are vows of dedication, dedicating oneself to God in some particular way for a time. Acts mentions men who are under prayer vows, one is Paul, though we are not told what the vows were. The context shows Paul's was probably a Nazarite vow, and the others were likely the same. In Acts 21.2, it reads this way. Paul said farewell to the believers and sailed for Syria, accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. At Sincrea, he had his hair cut, for he was under a vow. Acts 21.2. So what do we tell you? We have four men who are under a vow. A second type of vows are conditional agreements with God, and they are common in the Bible, too. The offerer promises to give something to God or his work in the world if he grants the petition. For example, Hannah vows that if God allows her to give birth to a son, she will dedicate him to the service of God. O Lord of hosts, if only you will look upon the misery of your servant and remember me, and not forget your servant, but will give to your servant a male child, then I will set him before you as a Nazarite until the day of his death. He shall drink neither wine nor intoxicants, and no razor shall touch his head. 1 Samuel 11-13 Jacob does the same, although his vow is more self-centered. If God will be with me, and will keep me in a way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear, so that I come again into my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God, and this stone, which I have set up for a pillar, shall be God's house and all of that you give me, I will surely give one-tenth to you. Genesis 28, 20-22 Since these vows are pledges to do something if God does something, we might wonder if they are self-serving. While a prayer vow can be misused in this way, a genuine prayer vow is part of the relationship between God and us. It is a give and take, a promise to each other, a way of showing loyalty. We are not telling God that he must do something, just that if he does, we will thank him by offering a special gift in place of a usual thanksgiving. It might be money, time, or some other benefit to God and his mission. Two-sided vows are serious business. 
Psalm 66 cautions that if you dare offer such a vow, you had better keep it. One should think carefully and responsibly before offering a prayer vow. In Judges 11, Jephthah offered a rash vow with tragic results when he found out his vow meant that he had to do something he had not foreseen. And Jephthah made a vow to the Lord, and he said, If you will give me the Ammonites into my hand, then whoever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me, when I return victorious from the Ammonites, shall be the Lord's to be offered up by me as a burnt offering. He probably thought it would be an animal that met him at the gates to his house, but it was his daughter. We should treat vows of this type with care. The one-sided prayer vow is an opportunity for us to show our dedication to God and a way for us to hold ourselves accountable to Him. We might vow to pray three times a day for the next month, or refrain from critical words for a day, or to skip lunch for a week and spend that time in study and prayer. Prayer vows may be the most neglected form of prayer for modern believers, but are important for you to have a rich prayer practice. They help us to hold ourselves accountable to God and to dedicate ourselves to Him. Thank you for listening. See the notes accompanying this podcast for more information. Learn more about the Praying Through the Bible Project on our website, prayingthroughthebible.com. That's T-H-R-U. If you are a subscriber, thank you. If not, please consider becoming one. Feel free to get in touch through the comments or on our website. Until next time, blessings on all of you.